1: No one is is, is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. 12 7. 12 7. Al Michaels almost retired after 12 9. And then he came to Chicago and saw 12 7. It's First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Subscribe, rate, review. I got to watch, what, 2-4, 17-6. I got to watch 11 more games of this crap-ass team, Pony. You only have to watch them once. You only have to watch them next Monday night against New England. I got I to gotta watch 11 more of these games, man.
0: Yeah, Danny, I don't know if you missed the memo or somehow are blanking on it. My team scored three points last week and lost by five touchdowns. So let's That's not true. make it out like I'm in some uh, fantasy land over here where everything's uh, sunshine and rainbows. No, Saints and Cardinals, you're on deck. Can you top it? Can you go lower? 12-9, 12-7. That's going to be the Thursday night game next week. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was a, the books had to get murdered tonight because the under was the most popular bet. Everybody was doing it. Everyone was on last it last week. Yep, and it was so super easy. Uh, Your Bears, Danny, Inside the 10-yard line three times, come away with zero points. Uh I'm mean, I mean, from your perspective,
1: how much of this is on fields? Overall, I mean, he, great obviously, picture. he obviously has to wear some of it, but dude, these guys can't catch and they can't block. And after the game, he... And we kind of thought that going into the season.
0: Awful cool. receivers, one of the worst lines in football. And it's playing out exactly as we predicted. Right. So what happens with the quarterback when that's well, what everybody it, thought would happen?
1: It, it all it all depends on if Ryan Poles has patience and if he wants to give another year to Fields with resources. Like, that's going to... It's the single biggest question now. Like, does he want to... Give him the second year, presumably, if Luke Getze stays in the system. Use a lot of the $100 million in cap space on offense. Use what is definitely going to be a top 10 pick on a tackle or a receiver and really try to build this thing out. I love Darnell Mooney. We sang a parody song on the show today, uh, and it was uh, to gin and juice, Justin and Fluce with my mind on my Mooney and my Mooney on my mind. Hmm. And he can't catch the goddamn ball. And balls are going off dudes' helmets. Like he fields said he's hurt after the game because he's getting killed out there. Like it's just you you worry that this is gonna break him. Right. That's what I'm thinking about. That you worry that it's gonna break him, and then they're gonna have the sixth pick in the draft and take the kid from Kentucky. So that he's their guy, and Fields will have never been given a fair shot. Like, that's what you worry about. So, like, how much of this is on him? He's obviously not playing well. He takes too many sacks. He he's running is amazing, but he should honestly probably do it more. Based if on the how season t- ended today, and they had a top five pick. Would you tell him to take a quarterback? Uh, no, no, okay, no. But I would understand why they would. You know, like I, I think, I think that the, the running, the deep ball, and the lack of resources around him and in general the like poise leadership intangibles charisma swag like that x factor mm-hmm. i think he has that so i think he's still worth investing in but i mean it's teetering like you know what i mean it, it give you give you 11 more games like this and, and or 11 more games and nine of them are like this they're going to move on from them because the pressure will just be too high for them too. You know how it is. It happens. But if Daniel Jones can get four years, Justin Fields should get three.
0: And this is always going to be a problem with Thursday night football because they have to balance it out. So every team does it. We're never going to get all, they're never going to be able to uh, flex games into this spot or ask a team to do it two or three times, right? This is just what you live with. Hey, Bezos, you paid all this money. To get it on this exclusive package, this is Al Michaels. You left Sunday Night Football, or however that worked out. This is just this is what it's always going to be. There's after two games like this, the Friday morning reaction is always, "How do you fix Friday Night Football?" You fucking don't. This is what we have to put up with and tolerate a few times a year on on Thursday Night Football. It just so happens that it's happened
1: in back-to-back weeks. Danny, did you call him Bezos? Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, it's yeah, Bezos. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's okay. Do you think if you're an honest Commander fan, you're mad that you won? I think I'm mad that not only did they win,
0: but Rivera didn't go to another quarterback after he criticized Wentz earlier in the week. Under 100 yards, he was not good in the first half. There was an opportunity for Heineke to come in the game uh what's his did in dress yeah so it was going to be Heineke but yeah I think Wentz has got to be on borrowed
1: time he's really flatlined since those first two games 240 combined passing yards is a hard thing to do in an <laughs> NFL game in 2022 like that is a that is a legitimate accomplishment yeah I I, I did a DC radio spot and they oh. like B- Brian Mitchell was like oh so it would be bad if we lost to the Bears and I was like yeah but you want to lose like you're you're 1 in 4 heading into the game. Everyone else in your division already has 4 yeah. wins. Your season is over. Like, you what are you talking about? If you, you said stuff, that to the great Brian Mitzel, right to his face? Yeah, I mean, you know, through the phone. Uh, but but did yeah, you it felt was, like you win, won the argument? Did you feel like you schooled him a little bit? I did. I did win <laughs> the argument. And they they loved it. They admitted it. They opened up the phones when it was over. They're like, "Is Danny Parkins right?" Do we need to be rooting for losses to get rid of Carson Wentz? I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You, you, you have Carson Wentz. Uh all right, let's let's get to the let's get to the games, Mr. Mr. Bezos. Bills, Chiefs, game of the year, the rematch. Bills right now, a two and a half point favorite. Is the right team favored? Uh no. I don't think it is. Wow. Sucking up to our number one listener, Nick Wright. Do you agree with me? I disagree with you. Why? I think that the eye test of the 53-man roster tells us that Buffalo's better. We saw what happened in the regular season last year where Buffalo kicked the snot out of them. We know that this game means more to Buffalo for that reason. Right. Like they they need to believe that they can beat the Chiefs in January and beating them in Arrowhead would, in theory, go a long way to solidifying that. So I think the game is just inherently bigger for Buffalo. A day of shorter rest. Right. Chiefs played on on Monday night. And I trust the Bills defense a smidge more than I trust the Chiefs defense. I don't think it should be the full three, but I think the line is right.
0: Well, I do think that the Chiefs being an underdog here is a motivating factor for them now. And I think that Reed and, and Mahomes will definitely carry that around. And as far as like who's out to prove more, I would have said originally Buffalo. But I think the fact that Kansas City is going to feel disrespected, I think, evens the scales there. Uh, I, I don't – I think too much is being made of the way the Chiefs – or excuse me, the way the Bills played against the Steelers. Because for me, even though even though Buffalo went to Baltimore and won the game, I think the way they played that game, if that was the last impression they had made, I think they would have left a bad taste in America's mouth and they would have been an underdog in this game. Like the idea that the Bills offense cannot be stopped is just not true because it pretty much happened in that Ravens game. Can the Chiefs stop it? Well, the Ravens' defense is dead last against the pass. So, yes, but I think I, they can. No, don't, don't stop is so? a relative term. Of stop is a relative of term. Course. Stop them enough for the Chiefs' offense to win the game? Fuck yeah, they can. And yes. I think
1: the Bills' offense stops itself sometimes. I mean, they, they do. And Allen's got four interceptions this year. Mahomes only has two. Right. I mean, obviously, both good numbers. They're, they're unbelievable players. But yeah, man, I mean, I took over 53 and a half at the open. What's the total now as we sit here?
0: That's a good question. My guess is it's only gone up given the fact that how both of these 54 says Spencer. I figured that with both teams coming off of 30 plus point
1: performances. Um, Oh, back down 53 and a half, juice to the over. Yeah. So the I thought I thought that I was definitely going to get some some line value on that. I thought this game might go off its the bills stuff. have
0: never stopped Kelsey. Right. Uh, and I can't believe you're going against your rule, which is never bet against Patrick Mahomes when the guy's at home.
1: Yeah. I mean, I listen, and the guy is undefeated against the spreaders an underdog. So I, I am I am
0: too straight up.
1: Yeah, I I think that by the way, I mean, I'm not saying necessarily that the Bills are the bet. Like, I, I think I think it's a great game. I think it's a toss-up. I will not have a bet on the side in this game. But do I think that the Bills deserve to be the favorite? Yeah, I do. And the market's not moving it. Like, it's been three or two and a half. It's not like it's crashed to a pick mm-hmm. or anything like that. The, the market seems to think that, that it's the right price. I can't believe that we get both of these games – in this week, I can't believe that we get Chiefs, Bills, and Cowboys, Eagles. That is an incredible run.
0: Well, yes, the Cowboys, Eagles thing though, when the schedule came out, just looked like it was one of those games that got thrown in prime time because the Cowboys always get those kinds of games, and then this Cooper Rush fairy tale ride that we've been on, yeah, has gotten us to the point where now Troy Aikman is even saying if the Cowboys win this game. You can't bench him.
1: I, it's it is so nonsensical to me. So now
0: call into his show on the ticket and tell him that, Danny. That's your next assignment. You've already ripped one Pro Bowler. Let's do a Hall of Famer
1: next. That's not a problem. I'll <laughs> I'll I'll rip anyone in, with logic, man. Come on, Cooper Rush had a hundred passing yards. A hundred passing yards. Hundred and two. Don't shortchange him those two yards. All right. Fine. He. Can can he play well in a win and pass the ball? He's not turning it over. Yeah. Right? Like he's not, he is the definition of a backup quarterback. Don't be the reason you lose the game. You're probably not going to be the reason you win the game. And if you've got a good supporting cast around you, you can survive in short stretches. I love the Eagles in this spot. I think the Eagles are going to, I think it's a 14 point win. For the Eagles. I think it is a comfortable Philly win. Yeah, the Cowboys
0: haven't um given up more than 17 points since Rush went in, and I think they will in this game. I think they're gonna need a run-on. Yeah, I think so too. But I also would say this: I do think this game, as a Cowboys fan, would make me feel like eh, we lose this game by by 10 points. It's at, it's at the link in prime time. We get Dak back, and we'll see you again in Dallas, and maybe we'll see you guys again in the playoffs. That's how I would look at it, and I honestly think that's a fair way, given what the Cowboys have done over the last month, to
1: look at this game. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, It's an awesome game because the pressure's on the home team, and I want to see Jalen Hurts against that pass rush. It's not an awesome game because it feels like a fair fight. You know And I want to see these teams rematch with, with Dak. But I think Dallas has closed the gap based on what we thought of these two teams at the beginning of the season is what I'm saying. Dallas is better than we thought they were. And Philly is as as advertised. Yeah. is, Is as good as everybody else hyped them up to be. And you and I were a little skeptical of the hype and it's, the, the public seems to be right on that. Like, options. why
0: can't your guy, why can't Fields be Hurts? Can you answer me that question? I, the, the hope is that he is next year. That's but How did we flip it where now a guy that was a second-round pick who got benched in
1: college is like the platonic ideal for Justin Fields? But it is. Dude, I mean, the most optimistic Bears fans say it's still Josh Allen because of what Josh Allen's numbers were uh, in year one <laughs> and year two. Yeah, man. Josh Allen completed like 52% of his passes in year two. No, I'm aware. So I'm just saying. Like, that's the, the the hope is he struggled. But I my point to that is always like, yeah, it's possible, but that guy was a piece of clay that needed to be molded coming out of Wyoming. Yeah. Justin Fields played for Ryan Day in the Big Ten and was the back to back Big Ten offensive player of the year. Like He's supposed to be more of a finished product than than what Josh Allen was. And he ain't that. So this
0: is interesting to guys like us. How about Fox decided earlier in the week to move the Jets Packers to their number one game because of how bad the Steelers looked against the Bills last week and how good the Jets have looked the last two weeks that now – most people listening to this are going to get Jets-Packers on Sunday. Do you think by 4 o'clock it'll, it will have been worth it, Danny, that the Jets will go into Green Bay and either give them a game like the Patriots did
1: or they'll become the second New York team to beat Green Bay this season? Uh, I think it's worth it for the move because I think it's a really compelling game. I mean, is this? I know it's an AFC game, but is this not borderline must-win? For the Packers you have to win this game you're you're at home you're coming off of a game where you just got beat straight up by the Giants in London the Vikings keep winning yeah you're a you're a touchdown favorite Aaron Rodgers against Zach Wilson you're supposed to win this game your defense is supposed to turn him over you're supposed to win time of possession lambo is supposed to fluster them like this is a and the packers just translate nationally if you're talking about it as a television thing like other than the cowboys they're arguably the most desirable team yeah but the other games brady against the afc equivalent of the packers and it got benched dude but but don't i don't know there's something that's just not as compelling to me about like i i i am more interested in watching this game than that game yeah for for sure, because and because the Packers seem vulnerable. And like, the Jets have won two in a row and looked great right last week. Like like this this could be a moment for Zach Well, If Zach Wilson goes into Lambeau and beats Aaron Rodgers, yeah. we're talking about him as a franchise quarterback. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, Daniel Jones
0: beat Aaron Rodgers last week, and no one's saying that about him. It yeah, year, in, year, in year four. Yes. When we
1: have a huge body of work. Yeah. If you if you do it early. If you have a signature win early, it's the type of thing that sticks with you. Yeah. If you do it when the world has decided that you're a failure and you don't put up big numbers, it's just like a footnote, and it's a thing that like hopefully he got a sick jersey exchange about it after the game, and he can put it up in his man cave when he's working for CBS Sportsnet. Look, oh, oh wow! <laughs> not even the, not even the Tiffany Network. He's
0: working no, for the no game no sports. no.
1: He's uh, working for look, guy Adam
0: Shine. Uh I feel like to your what you said about Green Bay must win. I think to get the number 1 seed they can't lose this game. I think if they're going to continue to try to get the home field throughout no more they've used up their breakfast balls. But I think they could I honestly think they could lose this game and still win the division. Even though they've put themselves at a massive deficit, I don't trust the Vikings cuz the way they've done it, and I also wouldn't rule out Green Bay getting hot and I also think that the Jets are going to get boat raced in this game all three of their wins have come against backup quarterbacks and I just think revenge game for Aaron Rodgers I think he's ready to win this game by about 30 points how do you feel about a Packers Eagles six-point teaser I like it I like it a lot
1: actually right I don't do teasers but I like it a lot doesn't that feel like that's going to be the most public teaser in the history of teasers no, because I actually,
0: no, because I think the Jets and Cowboys are public underdogs, which doesn't happen a lot.
1: But okay. I think
0: both those teams are right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I will be on a big Packers Cowboys teaser. I'm just going to let you know that right now. Um, it's funny what happens to these defensive coaches when they don't have Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Is Pittsburgh done with Mike Tomlin? Are they out on him? I think they should be. But like, what percentage is? I think at least 50%. That is unbelievable. Why it's starting to feel like Mike McCarthy in Green Bay here. No no listen, I want to I want to know why from you, the guy who watches every game every week. But what I'm saying is like externally, I would imagine 20 something fan bases are hearing that and saying the guy's never had a losing record, he's yeah. got a ring on his finger and 50% yeah. of a very intelligent in-depth huge fan base is out on him. Like that that is a staggering number. Why do you think it's correct?
0: Well, they've won three playoff games in 11 years, and two of those were against Matt Moore and um, A.J. McCarron, for one. Uh, They're not going to win a playoff game this year, so that's going to stretch that out to 12. I don't care if they – the non-losing streak thing or the non-losing season thing will end this year, I think, barring something insane. Uh, I think he underachieved for a big chunk – Of the Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Ben Roethlisberger era where they had the three supreme talents at the key positions on offense with a great offensive line, by the way. Um, And they never made it past an AFC championship game. Um, And if you look at a lot of the things smart people value, the analytics part of the when to go for it, in-game decision making, he's one of the worst. I mean, he went from being one of the coolest, most cutting edge coaches where when they had great offensive players, they'd score the first touchdown of the game and go for a two point conversion to set the tone to like now give up punts and field goals when you're down. He, he, he attempt, I'm so happy Boswell missed it. He tried a field goal down three touchdowns to cut the game to 18 in Buffalo. What are you doing, dude? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, i mean that's that's horrifying and he's a defensive coach that lost one player he's a great one but they lost one guy and they've become one of the worst defenses in the league
1: with one of like the best defensive coaching staffs on paper based on like name recognition why right. yeah no I, it it defies logic what do you do you think they get boat raced no i think they're competitive so they're after having- all after all of that they're still
0: competitive? Well, i don't think they win I think the Buccaneers let teams hang around. Look at what they did with the Falcons. They got up 21 to nothing, and they needed to piss blood to win the game and get a bullshit call.
1: Well, that's the thing. Tampa does not feel scary in any way. Yep. Like, Like, we thought, okay, Brady's maybe getting old. Their offensive line is injured. Evans is suspended. Maybe the offense is just like a little disjointed to start the year and they'll figure it out. And maybe that'll still be true, but their defense was supposed to be top five in the NFL. And at times it's looked like it, but Atlanta didn't overwhelmingly struggle. Obviously the chiefs are incredible and the Steelers are a far cry from that. But I, I think that the Steelers plus eight is live not Me because too. I have a huge belief in their offense, but I don't think they're getting shut out in the in this game. And if weird things happen with the Bucks offense, man, plus eight is a is a big number. So that's like that, that's not one I'd put in the teaser, so to speak. And I'm rooting for the Steelers hard for uh Survivor Pools because I think yeah. Tampa's gonna be a pretty popular team. The team you grew up rooting for, the Giants against the Ravens, Saquon and Lamar, both shutting up critics. Who is uh, having the bigger I told you so moment?
2: Selling a little or a lot? to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: I would actually say Barkley because I think that there were a lot of people well, actually no. Now I'm going to already correct myself on this. Here we go. The fantasy football nerd said that Barkley w- was going to have the bounce back year. Yep. So, you have there's a lot of smart people that believed in both of these guys. So, I guess I would come back around and say Jackson. Just, I just because
2: think
1: the, st- the stakes were higher for Lamar. Right? The the pressure And if inherently
0: if you've more to lose and you ball out, then I have to give it to you. That's what, that, that. yeah
1: that's that's why it's my answer like what Saquon is doing is great and it's also going to make him a lot of money by the way because running back contracts are weird but someone's going to fall for it because someone's always dumb and falls for it and you just hope that it's not the Giants who like throw bad money after bad with the second overall pick mm-hmm. in the draft like if you're a Giants fan but like someone's going to pay Saquon Barkley and make him a top 5 paid running back in in the NFL for sure Based on how he's performing this year, if he's healthy. So he's making money too. But Lamar is making himself like 100 million extra dollars, 50 million extra. Like he just like bet on himself. He's going to get the exclusive tag. He's going to do the Kirk Cousins thing. He's going to make 50 million guaranteed next year. And he's shutting everybody up that he can't pass from the pocket. I know he's been a little shakier the last couple of weeks, but like the numbers are going to be there. And if they keep winning, and he is accumu- uh, accounting for sixty percent of their offense, or like whatever the number ends up being, like some astronomical number, it's he's just going to be the guy. He's he, he he might win offensive player of the year. They're obviously both in contention. Lamar will be in contention for MVP, and if he breaks Kyler's contract, like I know he wants the full guarantee thing, but. I mean, we might be talking about Lamar Jackson as like one of the highest-paid players on a average annual value basis, or the highest in the history of the NFL. But what what do you think is what do you think is going to take for the Ravens to crack on that? I, don't, I, I think I think that it's it's Lamar. Like if Lamar is saying
0: no, but what do you think it's going to take the Ravens to give him the Deshaun Watson? I don't contract? think they're going to. Well, then I think it's just going to be a franchise tag thing again. I agree. But I think
1: Lamar's okay with that. I think he is the guy who, I think he thinks he's Superman. But do you understand what I'm like? What I'm trying to
0: get at is it's almost like this year, from a production standpoint and how he does, is irrelevant because they wouldn't dump him and not franchise tag him and just let him go into free agency. Of course. Yeah. And, even if he has a good year not a great year it seems to me like he's not going to take less than into the in, than the Deshaun deal so in a weird way like he can win the mvp or he can be average and it still ends up with him i think getting franchise tagged at the well, end well there's the year.
1: franchise tag and there's the like the exclusive tag and that's based on like the right cuz you can sign the guy away for for two first round picks Right, so like they're, they're gonna have to do. That. I think they would do exclusive no matter what. And they're gonna if- they're, so in 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 every scenario. you yeah. think that you think they do it? I mean, obviously with injury, I don't think that they would think that they have to. But yeah, I think he's getting the exclusive tag, and I I do see, I do see what you're saying. But he will just keep betting on himself, and you can only they they can do it this year, next year, and then he'd be the free agent, and they wouldn't have anything. So like at some point, they're gonna be negotiating. Like in his mind they're going to be negotiating off of the exclusive tag on a long-term deal. Yeah. Because he thinks he's going to have monster numbers this year. And if he has to do it monster number next year on a one-year deal and just keep betting on himself, which is crazy risky. But like if you have made $75 million or whatever, it'll be by at minimum plus endorsements and everything else. Like, how risky? Plus an insurance policy. How risky is it really? I think it's baller. I think it's badass what he's doing, and I root for him like crazy. Uh, next next game, Niners Falcons. Falcons only uh, undefeated team against the spread. But Jimmy G, what's he playing for at this point? What, what what's the what's the motivating factor here for Jimmy G? Well, I just wonder with him,
0: like your team for example. Okay, yeah, Chicago. What is it going to take for what is it going to take from him for either the Niners to recommit to him and flush the Lance thing down the toilet or for somebody else after an entire offseason of not wanting him to be like, okay, now we're ready to give this guy twenty five to thirty million dollars a
1: year? I mean, statistics, but for the Niners, it's winning a Super Bowl. That's the only What if offense. he just what if he just gets him there? I it depend I mean I he'd have to play really well. Like he, you know what I mean? I, I they've been there. I I think right. he I think he needs to win the Super Bowl. Uh or go on a run where you think they're winning games because of him passing the football. And that just seems very unlikely given the large sample that we have on Jimmy G and the offense that they run. It's more run-dependent, all that stuff. Right, but
0: how about the rest of the league coming to their senses? and well, that's being different. Like,
1: yeah. Do you, you mean, think, do you think we're on the verge of that right now? No. No. Because, because, because I th- you know, there's, there's a whole season left, and, I mean, would it shock you if the guy had three interceptions this week? Like, the league is going to need to be convinced overwhelmingly on a big body of work, I think, to change the established narrative on where Jimmy G was at. Do you, I mean, do you? Well, I, I think, I just, I, I don't think I'm we're just,
0: close. I think it's possible. I just don't think we're close. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. Like they're not paying Lance a lot of money. If they well, go and make the playoffs again and win a playoff game or two, and he's, and he's somewhat decent. Why wouldn't they try to offer him like a, they' move know, two year- to get Lance. Yeah, but Lance had a serious injury,
1: Danny. Uh, yeah, I mean, teams don't do that, man. Like, he, he would need to – I I. I which, which one are we arguing here? It, to me, the Niners' point is, like, super unlikely. Convincing another team to give him a couple-year contract that, like, has, like, a middling first-round pick or no first-round pick and is like, okay, he's an upgrade, like, you know – what the Colts have done, what Washington did, you know what I mean? Like starting for a team like that next year on a real contract for a year or two. I think that's in play, obviously, but the Niners. Look, could you see Detroit doing that? Yeah. But I think that they'll probably be bad enough to, to take the rookie. I could see him starting week one and then having the exact same thing happen to him with CJ Stroud or Bryce Young or, is it what's the kid from Kentucky's last name? Will Levis. Levis, right? It's Levis. Um yeah, he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. I don't know if you saw that. It's disgusting. But yes, I don't like is. coffee. The coffee's the disgusting part there. Not the not the mayonnaise. How much of that caffeine stuff do you use, by the way? A lot. It's great because it's
0: natural. So there's no jittery. You're a jittery guy. Oh, I know that. I don't need extra jitters. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. enough self-created organic jitters. Yeah, you do. Um Patriots Browns here. Why won't Belichick commit to Mac Jones? and you know how the Boston sports media works. They do a very good job of like tracking things and documenting things and they've pulled up quotes from him when like Cam Newton has missed or had missed games with injuries. And he's like, no. As soon as Newton's ready to play, he's our starter. He's going back in. And Belichick's not doing that right now with Mac Jones.
1: I think that that's a great conspiracy theory. I don't sign off on all of these, but like I signed off on the Kyler playing Call of Duty Reddit theory. I'm signing off on this one, dude. We all have eyes. There's nothing special about Mac Jones. The only thing I've ever heard from an expert on Mac Jones was like, oh, you should have seen him at the board at the senior bowl. He learned the system and the offense so quick and he diagnosed it and he's like a computer between the ears. Like, oh, okay. I haven't seen this like next level processing in the NFL. I've seen him not recognize a blindside blitzer and get absolutely laid out and not have any awareness where he is in the pocket. I don't think he's special. I think he's a statue. I, you know, they used a mid first round pick on him. I think that Belichick is ruthless. Like if he's willing to cut Patriots ring of honor guys, he's willing to move on from Mac Jones. If Bailey Zappi gets hot, like he, he want he needs a playmaker at quarterback, man. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, it, you know, I think, I think they're dating Mac Jones. I don't think they're married. But the only thing I'll say
0: to that is I don't really think in both cases, Jones has been like such a, he doesn't have like, um, you know, like Justin Field stats from a year ago or Zach Wilson from a year ago where he was so bad his rookie year and it doesn't take much for Zappi. You know, even if Zappi's competent, he's an upgrade. Jones didn't flash at all. He was a game manager. And, like, what is Bailey Zappi? He just sounds like a poor man's
1: version of that. Yeah, I mean, but, but again, like, could he get hot? If Bill thinks he could get hot, don't back yourself into a corner. Not that he couldn't just change his mind and say, F you, I'm Bill Belichick. But, like, he says nothing publicly. So has Mac Jones earned his public trust? I would say no. Like, yeah. I think, you know, do, is it more likely than not that they go back to him? Yeah. Right. I think it's more likely than not that Mac Jones starts more football games this year. But, and I think Jones is trying to rush
0: himself back because I think he's nervous that Zappy might take his job. I think there's some awesome. of that
1: going on too. That, that would be awesome. I, uh, do you like the Browns in this yes, spot? I do. I Big do ton. too. God, we're of one one mind day on a lot of these. I guess not really Chiefs-Bills, but uh, the Patriots, like what they did to the Lions last week, shutting them out, I did, I did not see a shutout coming. I saw the, the Patriots winning. I saw the Patriots having a good offensive day against that defense, but I did not see shutout coming against that offense. So that, like, has me a little intrigued. I'm like, will they be able to be the one team to slow down Nick Chubb? But then I just think the answer to yeah. that is no. Yeah, the and Browns have scored points in just about every game this year, and I think they will in this one too. I do too. But the the, the Lions game has given me a little bit of pause. Cardinals Seahawks, first of all, I think this might be my uh, Big 12 NFL game of the week. I think there could be a lot of points in this one. Uh, Geno Smith, we talked about what is Jimmy G playing for. Geno Smith, free agent after this year. What, do you, what kind of money do you think he's making? What kind of markets they are going to be? So, okay, let me just start with this. If both guys became a
0: free agent right now, Garoppolo and Geno Smith, who do you think would get, a, would get more money this second? Geno. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> man, you are really getting high off of the Geno Smith supply. You're all in on this guy. You're buying it, man. You've been saying he's better than Russell Wilson. I mean, all these established dudes with track records – You're just throwing out for five good weeks of Geno Smith. He's dropping
1: dimes. I know he is. Dude, he's putting the ball wherever he wants. Yeah, I know. Like, that's not – Jimmy G can win. He's not putting the ball wherever he wants. Like – he right now this guy is Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers. Like I was first team all district. I'll make it rain out here. Like that, that guy is like getting onto the field and he thinks that he's the best goddamn player out there. So yeah, I who has a higher ceiling than him? No, 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 no. Between the two, between Jimmy, between Jimmy G and Gino. Oh, I would say
0: I would say Gar- I would say uh, Gino does, but I would say Garoppolo's got a higher floor for
1: sure. Okay, well, but, but so I'm much more interested in taking the swing on the ceiling. Like, who gives a shit about? Like, I feel like it's been proven that you shouldn't really be that interested in the floor in the NFL of the quarterback. Like, yeah, it's it's nice, and you maybe like get an extra year of employment out of your head coach. But if the goal is to be a team in contention every year, to win double-digit games every year, to get more bites at the apple, to have a shot at a dynasty, to win multiple Super Bowls, you need to be taking shots at quarterbacks with ceilings. And, like, if they bust, they bust. Then just move on. So I if, if we're talking comparing those two, yeah, absolutely give me Geno over uh, over Jimmy. Do you Duke. think
0: he'll be back in Seattle?
1: I I think that if – I mean, maybe – like you're asking a lot of off-season questions, man. I'm thinking, is he going to outdo Kyler Murray? I love Seattle in this spot. Like I am in, I am in on Seattle as being bad, horrible defense, high-scoring game. But do I think that he can win a shootout against Kyler Murray? Yeah, so do I. Yes, yes. yes, I do. Yeah, and that's crazy because we're
0: talking about a guy that got all that money guaranteed and someone who's making less than a million dollars this year. How about the NFL? is going to take a backseat to the baseball playoffs if the Mariners can force a Game 4. Did you hear about that with this game? No. They share parking lots. So this game is not going to start until 5.30 Eastern time if there's a Game 4 between the Astros and Mariners on Sunday. All right. I like it. I like it because that bridges the gap to Sunday night football even more. I love it actually. I'm yeah. rooting now for the Mariners I have no skin in the game. I want that series to extend so there's like a bonus game that carries us right
1: up to kickoff like a late afternoon London game uh, yeah, It's
0: great, don't you I mean that's yeah, huge yeah. news
1: uh, yeah absolutely that's I, I'm thr- I'm thrilled at the news uh it's gonna be fun to explain to the wife why I can't do bedtime. Because Seahawks Cardinals,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's like you normally have. Honey, four- there's an NFL Big Twelve game going on that I need. Yeah, to... yeah, yeah. She goes, Don't you normally have 40 minutes or so before Sunday Night Football starts? No, no, no. I need to see if my Gino Smith take is gonna is gonna continue to age like fine wine. Uh, but yeah, I like I, li- I like the Seahawks and the points, and uh, also like you should have already had a rooting interest in Mariners Astros. Astros are pretty unlikable. Mariners, pretty likable. And best part of the baseball playoffs is when a fan base that hasn't been there for a while gets a taste. So, come on. Go go, go Mariners. Bengals-Saints, you think the AFC champs from last year are making the playoffs this year? I do, and I think
0: they're going to lose this game, and then I'm going to bet them to make the playoffs with big plus money after they lose.
1: Oh, because interesting. Because their,
0: their schedule, if you go game by game after this Saints game, I think the Bengals are like a lock to finish with 10 or 11 wins. After this game, the way their schedule sets up, they already got the road game at Baltimore out of the way.
1: So let me pull it up. Pull it up. So, so, so right now, Bengals For two and three. Yeah, well, I know that. Uh, Bengals to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yes, plus 102. No minus 116. So it'll be closer to like two to one if they lose this game, I think. Right. Like plus 180 or something like that. Okay. So plus plus 180, then they go home Atlanta in Cleveland, home Carolina in Pittsburgh in Tennessee. Yeah. They don't have a tough game until home Kansas City. So they could, they could easily go four and one or five and oh. And then home, Kansas City, home, Cleveland, in Tampa, in New England, home, Buffalo, home, Baltimore. That's a tough end of the schedule. Yeah, the last four weeks are a bitch. But that's a, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough end of the schedule. But but you know, make make playoff. AFC is
0: pretty good. Like do you, do you, do you? I don't know. I think we overvalued it. I don't think the AFC is as hard as I thought
1: it was going to be. But do you think you can get in with nine wins? On tiebreakers, I think you can, yeah. Well, cause, Okay, so let's just – so you find the nine wins with Falcons would be three, yep. Browns four, Panthers five, Steelers six, Titans seven. It's like Chiefs no. Browns eight. In Tampa, we'll say no. In New England, nine. And then you have home, home Buffalo, home Baltimore. Got to win one of those. Got to win one of the two. Yeah. For for ten. All right. I like it. I mean, they beat the Chiefs in the in week
0: seventeen last year at home. Beat the Bills at home. You can do that. The Dolphins beat him in Miami. Baltimore had him dead to rights. Yeah. Beat him away from Orchard Park.
1: All right. All right. I'm interested. I'm interested. No, you're not. I feel like you're just saying that. I feel like you're actually not that interested. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it might need a little bit more than plus one eighty, is what I was okay. really thinking. But I like I I like following your bets. I like knowing your bets. You don't share enough of your bets on the pod. I had a seven-leg
0: same-game parlay on the game Thursday night that was going to hit with two minutes left. And if Fields' fumble on that pass had been recovered by Washington, I would have hit it because I had the under on him, and he was at 164. Oh. Yep. Yep.
1: All right. I'd like to know about some of these before – even if you have to text me on the side so I can just follow some of your bets when, <laughs> when I'm watching. Because I don't have enough action with myself, uh, evidently. I'm a degenerate. Uh, Vikings and Dolphins, our next game. Miami rebounding here after the concussion controversy. No, I, I think this thing's lingering. Obviously,
0: Skylar Thompson's going to start, which makes it the controversy and everything that's gone on with those two quarterbacks. It's going to affect them again on game day. And don't you think the Mike McDaniel thing is already, you called this. Like, I didn't think that this was going to stick to him. But now there's even the bullshit about them taking the ping pong tables out of the locker room. What are we doing here? Like, they need to get serious, they said, so the games got taken out of their locker room. Like, that's something I'd make fun of, like Tom Coughlin for doing. Or Bill Parcells. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what I thought he was supposed to be the cool guy.
1: Yeah. I, well, didn't didn't Tyree kill. And like some of the leaders vote on it and say they wanted to remove it. I think he was just the messenger. I think they're saying it was like a player. Well, but still but, though, like there's, they, they feel like they need to sit down and have a vote about ping pong
0: tables. If everything was, co- was copacetic there, they wouldn't need to have a fucking ping pong table. Folks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apparently they're having too much fun. Uh, I remember. I mean, there's just dumb. I things. thought they were the team of fun. I thought they embraced fun. Yeah. Too, well, they've lost back to back, pony. So they're so they're panicking. They're panicking. Uh, what's the? We- I remember Romeo Cornell Cur- put a sign uh, up in the Chiefs' locker room when he was their head coach, and it said, um, "Eliminate bad football." And they kept losing games and losing games. And then one day we went into the locker room and the sign then read, play good football. (laughs) And and did it work? No, that is a 100% true story. And we asked him about it and he was like, well, you know, I tried to take the message, like the negative in the message of bad football and just make it more of a positive message of good football. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. So, you know, desperate teams do desperate things to try to motivate got, but the, the, pe- the
0: The bottom line is the Dolphins should not feel desperate, but I think this whole concussion thing. I, was, I understand. I just wanted to tell you that, Romeo yeah, and I'm happy you did. Thank you. Got, the guy beat Green Bay, and he got millions of dollars as a result of that. Congratulations,
1: I'd like to see some consistency from the Vikings. I'd like to see an impressive win. Like, if you're going up against Skyler Thompson.
0: You know it won't be.
1: You know they'll like need a Greg
0: Joseph 56-yard <laughs> field goal or something at the horn
1: to beat him. Yeah, but, like, I'd like to believe there's an NFC team that could turn it on and enter, like, another team that we could at least have yeah. a conversation about. But I will be shocked if that's J- them. Here's their- an angle
0: to Jags-Colts. Do you think Frank Reich, and I'm also going to include their GM Ballard, who gets all kinds of praise, he's, like, universally loved by everyone. Yep. Do you think either one of those guys or both should
1: be on the hot seat right now? I don't think there's, like, any any scenario where Ballard is on the hot seat. I mean, really? Yeah, really. I mean, the guy is, what, two drafts removed... From drafting Leonard and Nelson in the same draft to first team all pros in the same draft, Had, hadn't been done since Gail Sayers' draft with Sayers and Butkus in like 1961. He's two years removed from that. His franchise quarterback retired in the preseason. Yes, that was years ago. I understand. But that sets back franchises in a he's, you know been Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett and Carson Wentz and Matt he hasn't gotten it right after that but his team's been too good to have a top flight first round pick and he keeps going for these veteran guys it's not working I wouldn't fire him for that uh but Reich is a different story like I think that I think that personnel men who you think are above average to good to obviously like you said his reputation is great but it's just a little bit harder to find and whereas coaches, we know that there's a few difference makers, a huge middle class, and some guys that are just totally incompetent that get fired every few years. So, like if Frank Reich is not proving to be a difference maker and an elevator offensively, I could see him being ga- let go ten times more likely than, wow. than Ballard. Yeah,
0: man, I was going to say the I was going to say the opposite because I mean, because even though of the veteran Wright, quarterbacks that I but even though there, Reich had a connection to Wentz. Ballard had to trade the pick to get him, yep. and then the Ryan deal to take on all that money and his whole philosophy of building up front, they put all this money in the line. The left tackle is terrible. He's awful uh after Eric Fisher left. uh you know, even the interior of the line has not played well. So I just think that's a tough thing to put on the coach when you're telling him to work with a different quarterback every year and the so-called strength of the team isn't that good. So I don't know. I, I I get the sense that it's one of those organizations where maybe because their fan base isn't as rabid, like in bloodthirsty as it would be in like a Philadelphia or someplace like that, that those guys will survive. Yeah. But I do think they're kind of getting a free pass because most football media people have just kind of made up their minds that Reich and Ballard are good, almost no matter what the results tell them.
1: I think that that is reasonable. I if If both were fired tomorrow, who would have more job offers by the end of the day? I would say probably Ballard. Me too. And I don't think it's close, which is why I think it's less likely that it's that he gets fired. And you might say that's just all on reputation, you know, but yeah, um, I think I think I think Ballard ha- has 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 more. Would have more offers would have more interest. Um, what's this is our last game? Yep. Panthers Rams. Who's Carolina's next ho- coach or who would you hire the top candidate?
0: Well, so isn't Tepper the richest? Well, he was until the Walton family bought into the Broncos. Yeah, he's right up there. And don't you have to trade with the Saints to get Peyton because because of his contract situation? Well, that ain't happening then. I think for another year. Yeah, that ain't happening in the division. This isn't going to be a Jets-Patriots-Belichick thing. Well... I'm trying to think, Danny, who's like the young hot coaching or is there well, somebody who's out of coaching right now who they should go after? Obviously, the college thing ain't going to happen again there.
1: Right. College isn't going to happen. It For some reason, it seems like Eric Bieniemy is not going to happen. Right. Um, if you're, you know, people will talk about Leslie Frazier. People will talk about Jim Caldwell, you know, if you're talking about guys like that, you know, Dan Caldwell
0: does not have a job period right now. Correct.
1: Correct. Um, Dan, how about Dan Quinn? Yeah. Yeah. Dan Quinn. But if, if it's me and, um, I i am in a town that they just hired Matt Eberflus and it's going a little bit better than I thought though. Tonight is a disaster. It's not going great, but just like culture wise, it seems to be going okay. Um, I would hire an offensive coach. And the majority of the names that we're throwing out there are defensive guys. Um, Logan Paulson was on the show today. We had him on to preview the Washington game. He's a real smart dude does media in DC and he played basically for the Shanahan's for 75% of his career. He was, he was there on that 2013 staff. Whereas Mike Shanahan is the head coach, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay, Mike McDaniel, all on the staff. And I asked him about offensive versus defensive coaches. And he said, one of the best years was that he played for Dan Quinn, but he was like the problem with defensive coaches. He's like, if I was just going to generalize and I never heard it said this way, he's like, Offensive coaches have a they're they're just more naturally going to evolve with the game because more of the evolution and the changes of the game are on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Whereas a defensive coach can kind of like I play cover two, I play three-four, you know what I mean, and they and get a little bit more stagnant with it. So, you know, I'd I'd hire what the offensive coordinator for well, who's like, that, how like, about Mike? How about Mike Kafka with the Giants? Maybe I was thinking that that guy. What's his name? Thomas Brown with the Rams. Like the last McVay assistant. Who Another hasn't one. Been... <laughs> just yeah. the whole.
0: Make the entire league out of McVeigh. Dude, it's the league. It's the league right now. Even it's though he's the... not having a good year at all, let's just continue to <laughs> scoop <laughs> yes. up
1: his yeah, minions. Lafleur, well, uh, you know uh, Taylor. All these guys. Can yeah. I give you? Can I give you a wild
0: one just to wrap this up? Sure. I would honestly consider this. If you could convince him that his only responsibility was coaching the team, and he could get involved and put in his two cents, but that's all you're going to fucking do. You're not taking over the organization. I would consider Bill O'Brien if I'm tougher, because I think O'Brien is actually a good coach. I think when he starts trading guys for draft picks like a fucking moron, I think he commits self-sabotage. But I think as a coach on game day, I actually think for the most part he gives you a competitive advantage. I think if he got hired, he would be one of the top 15 coaches in the NFL right now. Just don't let him anywhere near the personnel side of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at what he did in Houston with, with guys –
1: who were not great quarterbacks Danny no I I know I hear you um who's the GM like I would need I would need it in writing (laughs) yes that's what a contract is that's what they call that it's an official document you you have Bill O'Brien and that ego Signing a contract that says he gets to make like a He wants to be an NFL license. head
0: coach again. I think he's going to have to do something like that because when he had Cart Blanche in Houston, it just went so bad.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'd bet against him being a head coach in the NFL again.
0: Well, if Lovey Smith can do it about 16 times, I think Bill <laughs> yeah, Bryant yeah, should probably yeah. get a
1: second chance.
0: Yeah, that's that's
1: that's true. All right, we done? We out of yep, games? Great stuff, dude. Oh, th- yeah. Great job by you, buddy. Uh, Thank you to Spencer Ray. Subscribe, rate, review. Enjoy this crazy awesome slate for week six. We'll talk to you after Sunday Night Football, Eagles and Cowboys. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey Company.